Well, there you are. Hey, now you don't know me. <laughs> right now, but you're definitely there. <laughs> and I'm over here. I was right here all along and I did not see you. So you must uh, be there. I mean, I don't know. I appear to be here in this room with that on Dewey Festival poster. There it is. And I am here underneath it. And you are there underneath the lights behind <laughs> your background. I am here, but I who I do not see here is uh, Nick Seldaveri, Andres Pete, Demario Davis, Taysom Hill, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. They are there. And they are, are definitely not here. <laughs> On the Dome Patrol podcast. What's up, Houdat Nation? And welcome to the Dome Patrol podcast. What's up, Houdat Nation? Thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol podcast, the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Jeff, and on this episode, we are going to talk about the recent headlines and the buzz that has been circulating around the New Orleans Saints in the last week or so ever since OTA started. Put your hands and legs inside your earbuds at all times. Keep your seatbelts on. Enjoy the show. On the show, we have Jason with us. Uh, James is probably sleeping, and Wesley unable to attend this one so it's just uh just the two of us old school dome patrol that's right play some will smith just the two of us us. well i was actually hanging out with the original dome patrol member uh adam tonight Hmm. oh what we out do you have the softball league or something no, that was monday so he we uh loft 18 the indoor golf simulator bar thing adam does a they, they have leagues where teams get together and a couple of his guys couldn't show. So he called me in as a replacement. So we just played nine holes, but I ended the round on the ninth hole with a hole out from 90 yards for Eagle. Wow. So damn. So my game might be back. My game has been shit for two months. I got new yeah. irons and my game's going to shit. So Is it hopefully. So now you, did you bring your, do you bring your own clubs? Yes. This? Yes. Bring your own clubs. I have my big donkey. And you hit it hit into cover. a screen. Is yes. that what it is? Yeah. They have the courses set up. You hit it into a screen and it measures everything. And I, I, I'm not a big fan of the golf simulators because I feel like it's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, but it terrible. was tonight, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, well, they, <laughs> they, they've definitely upgraded their software. So it, it is better than it used to be. Okay. But my, my game's been terrible, so I was hopefully using this to help me because I have my my member guest next week. So my game, I need to play better. So or maybe maybe a this really is, good guest. Maybe this was the maybe this was the the That's key. What you needed you needed to go train. It's like Ivan or, or what's the guy the Ivan Drago. Oh yeah, yeah. He trains on all the simulators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To train on the simulators to get. Well, it will be interesting because Mickey Loomis is a member of my club, so I don't know if he plays in the member guest or not. I guess I'll find it. This is my first member guest that I'm playing. I'm a new I mean, club member. Okay. So we will we will see. I'm I'm curious. I'm Maybe interested. you'll be paired up with Mickey. That would be that would be kind of fun. It could be something. Or be, to talk what about. if his guest is Jake Hayner? Ooh, I, I, is he gonna? How many? He's gonna be the sexiest player, right? <laughs> He's going to take some damn good photos with everybody. Hey, you know what's right? Everybody's going to want to take a picture with him. He's going to do his poses, and we're just going to be right. right there with him. <laughs> How awesome. All right, that? yeah. Oh, so we, uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. But uh, maybe that's not the lead story. So uh, 
I guess the lead story would be OTAs started and the Saints had about 90% attendance. Was it like, I mean, I want to be all specific. It's 87 or something percent. But yeah, like we were saying in the cold open, that some some pretty big names were not there on the day that the media had access. And then there, there's two other days. So obviously, just because they weren't there that day doesn't mean that they weren't there or won't be there on Wednesday. Uh, and what, Wednesday and Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like a couple of days over the next three weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like, yeah. So, I mean, do, have you heard anything about why any of these? I mean, it's a lot of big names. So, so yeah, like ninety percent were there, but the fact that it, Taysom wasn't there, Lattimore, Michael Thomas, Kamara, Demario Davis, J.T. Gray, Ryan Ramchek, James Harris, Andrews Pete, and then Nick Saldaveri, which we heard his whole reason for not being there is a calf injury. Classic Saints. <laughs> I mean, like he 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 is our he is already he is already a saint. He's is all in. Like, how the fuck right? do you get a calf injury? Like, you, what did he did he play in a member guest tournament? Did he go fishing with Miles Brennan? I mean, what happened? You see an Oshner doctor one time. <laughs> you fuck one Oshner doctor. Yeah, right. yeah, you got all of a sudden. I got Foster Moreau gets cancer. You got Nick Saldaveri hurts his calf. So I, I mean I looking at looking at the list of guys who didn't come, I mean it's a lot of long-term guys who have All been right. here in, in the system. So I was more I guess I was more encouraged about the other guys, like the, the guys that were here, especially Carr. I mean Carr definitely seems bought fu- fully bought in, which which is important to me because he's your quarterback. He's gonna be the leader of your team. You need him to kind of set the tone so i was glad that he was there because he a lot of these newer guys need need the right even though it's no pads it's not anything but it's still being there with the guys installing your system so i was encouraged with the guys who were here and i and i loved it's sad it's like i only picked nine wins might inch that up in august i don't know that's good you should but again it's you it, will it's, but again, it's the first day of OTAs. Everybody's overreacting because it's holy shit. There's kind I of know, right. people you know. showed up to practice, <laughs> and there was and oh, he threw a ball, and the other guy caught it. And I know, hold on, now he threw eight balls, and all eight of them were complete. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Which is also funny. Like, of course, in practice, when there's no competition, you're just throwing right. pitch and catch. I can throw eight completions when there's no competition. I mean, it's, it's uh, kind of like two, you... wait, but the two. Uh, NFL receivers as well. You know, he's an NFL quarterback throwing to NFL receivers. He better complete eight passes. You're supposed to complete your passes. What do you want? A cookie? Right. What do you want? A TV on the goddamn thing, too? God damn it. I'll tell you what. Jeez. Yeah. So, and then I think some people were really overreacting to A.T. Perry's over the shoulder. Catch. I mean, again, like. I don't know. I like I'm starting to feel like he's gonna be the media's camp beast, oh, camp oh, darling. 100%. Overhyped. I'm just not bought in yet. Oh, really? On him on him. I mean, there's some there's some some there's a really a reason why people didn't draft him. And, and, and I don't know if is it his work ethic? Is it what was it? Was he into some kind of trouble or he was accused of maybe being a little lazy? <sighs> I mean, some of the stuff resting too, I on mean, his laurels. I, I can't remember what I heard that his 
the knock it was, on him was? It was probably off field. I mean, look, you see it every year in the draft. All of a sudden, word starts leaking about about certain players, and oh no, he didn't have a good interview, and he didn't do this, and they fall in the draft. And sometimes it's legitimate, but other times, look, you you don't know what's going on in these guys' lives at this point in time. Maybe he had a bad week. Maybe he had a bad couple of weeks. Who knows? But the talent, I mean, it, it did seem like he deserved to be drafted higher than the sixth round. The talent appears to be there. So at least you can be encouraged. But he, 100%, he will be the camp darling. Some of it is because after the draft, they're like. Well, especially overperform, right? But he's going to be like overperforming based on where we got him. So that's going to lead to it because he makes, if he plays like a third round, second round guy. And, and if he does, then yeah, we got away with a steal. And it, well, it is going to be interesting because, I mean, that's the one guy that everybody kind of circled was like, yep, everybody's like, this is going to be the camp beast. This is going to be camp beast. This is going to be camp beast. So everybody's now, already. Will it be a self-fulfilling prophecy as well? Like every time he people... catches the ball, we're going to we're going to react to every catch he makes. And for all we know, like Rashid Shahid could actually end up with more catches, actually have a better camp, objectively oh. speaking. But nobody's going to talk about that because they've already decided that they're going to look at. Perry, you know, right. like, every everybody wants everybody wants Perry to be out to beat out Traquan Smith. And look, right. I'm one of them. I want I mean, to be out Traquan. I'm, I'm I, tired of. Tra- I mean, everybody's kind of tired of Traquan Smith. Yeah, I think so. I I am too. And you know, I've defended him for years, saying like, he, he's, he's a, a good blocker. blocker. <laughs> he's a good, <laughs> he was. Maybe hey, maybe we can convince Sean Payton to take Traquan. Sean Payton loves Traquan Smith. You know what? Uh, look, if, if the second if we you can get him, a, a third round pick next year for him or something, or well, look, it, it is going to be hilarious when when we do cut him at the end of training camp and he gets picked up by Denver. Oh, you know it. Oh, oh it's, you it's, it's, know. it's, it's, it's something's it's waiting. happening. He's and, waiting. And all the, whoever the Saints cut, Peyton's going to pick up at least like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's what he's going to do. Come on, you, you know what's coming. It's definitely coming. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> well, I, well, I, I will call it now. I'll call it now. That's bold Sean prediction. Payton. Sure to go right. Bold prediction. Sure he to go right. Sean. All the Saints sloppy seconds. Yep. He loves us. He That's loves right. Us. I mean, they were his guys. So, but again, like, yeah, like it's funny because the guys that even he has gone after already are people that we've all been like, <laughs> okay. Like we the never fa- understood why he was infatuated with some like a uh, Callaway market. Uh, like, I mean, I, I, I mean, look, I, I'll be honest. I, I bought into the Callaway hype. I yeah, we bought was, into it, but he never actually delivered. No, but he was due to the injuries. He was forced to be a number one and he was a number three or four. He just, Okay, he so what's probably, he going to be in Denver? Probably a three or four or a five or six or cut. Who knows? Right. But the fact that Sean Payton traded draft capital for, for, for Big Fish <laughs> is, is still absurd. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that Sean too. Payton loves trading draft capital for Adam Troutman. That is his that is his thing. He will always do it. <laughs> It's gonna be. That's why. That's a, his his ability to get into the uh, into the NFL Hall of Fame is being chipped away. The more he goes after Adam, <laughs> right. Troutman. it's like, well, Sean Payton, well, Adam Troutman. I mean, that's kind of a big knock <laughs> on you. You traded game. how many yeah. picks for this guy? <laughs> and how many for Davenport? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but look, it is you know obviously with the first day of practice, a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement going around, and I and I haven't even like read. You know a lot of the articles yet i haven't seen a lot of the news broadcast it, it, it's coming i mean this is just day one but you're gonna have today tomorrow mm-hmm. and yeah and thursday so there's gonna be a lot to talk about hopefully nobody gets injured but 
you know, it's like they, they need something to talk about because there's nothing else to talk about right now. The the NBA playoffs right. are heading to the finals with, with the Nuggets and well, even in the NFL, like we've been, I mean, if, since the draft, it's been, it's the schedule. It's pretty much all that's happened and that's fine. Well, I mean, look, this is, this is, we'll the, overreact to everything. That's what we do. That's yeah. what the NFL fans do. So you mentioned where we mentioned Foster Moreau, like this is another big storyline in, in the Saints who that nation is he's, everybody's kind of impressed that he's not just on the field, but he literally played practiced and whatnot. Uh, yeah today oh, and full, full go yeah and what was he he was just diagnosed like two months ago now i don't want to sound like the asshole but like and but everybody's be, acting <clears throat> like i'm gonna be but like everybody is kind of like he's a hero and we should erect a statue outside the superdome for the 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 major accomplishment that he had and yeah like look i will never like discount a cancer diagnosis i've been you know, fighting cancer, you know, not as a patient, but as a fundraiser for 20 years. And, but and I kind of look at it like the way I is, okay, he got diagnosed, he got treated, and it was a relatively, relatively simple procedure that he was able to come back from within two months. It's kind of like if I had a gallbladder surgery that was laparoscopic, I'm good within like a week and a half to two weeks, you know, so the fact that he's back, I'm not discounting the cancer diagnosis. I'm not discounting the fact that he had to face cancer, that he's a cancer survivor, all of that. But yes, that is a hero's journey. But the fact that he's here after two months is a testament to the advancements that we as a society have accomplished and our ability to, like, that's the goal, right? As somebody who has been volunteering and fundraising to fund cancer research that's what i always would say is that the goal is this kind of a story where it's like hey i got cancer but i'll be on the field next month because we have made such great uh, advancements and so well, i guess yeah maybe, i'm not saying like he's not a hero for it maybe i'm wrong for that like what i'm saying is like, aquaman's a hero right no, <laughs> <Everybody>. <laughs> is like but like where all the media is just like i can't believe and it's like well i can believe like not every cancer diagnosis, i can't believe right yeah well you well it's, you it's know, really i guess that's of... what i'm saying like not every cancer diagnosis is a year-long life-ending battle well it's kind of like that curb your enthusiasm episode when larry's like well he's got the good hoskins right <laughs> you know yes it's cut it's i mean look you don't ever want to joke I mean, if you're like, gonna hey, get cancer you want the good right one. right you want the good look it, yeah obviously I mean, again so please like don't misinterpret what i'm right. how i'm talking about this i'm not i'm not discounting anyone's cancer battle it's, what i'm saying is like that his story is this is the reason I, we we fundraise and the reason why we do what we do we want more stories like that and so i guess for me it's like the media is turning it into like he overcame a brain tumor in stage four and and in reality what it was is he was diagnosed he yes he catch it early treat it and get back on your feet that is the goal of everyone who volunteers and fundraises to fight cancer is us, is that we want a future like that. That's what we mean when we say we want to cure cancer. Well, and that's it. I mean, we can actually do things with the, with, you know, if you catch it early enough or you have a lesser version of it, we can actually treat it. Whereas the severe right. cases we're, we, we still have, we have no answer for it. I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, 
So yeah, I'm glad that like, like you said, I, I'm glad that he got he's, he's got the good Hodgkins. The good. <laughs> My God! I mean, it's it's it's, fun. it's it sucks that I try to turn it into a joke because, like, I obviously don't have it. But like, Renee's one of Renee's really best friends has a brain a brain tumor, and and it's it's a it's rough, mm-hmm. and like, there's it's it's tough, and oh it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. brutal, and there's nothing like it's. And it's you see sucks. what it does, to, right? You see what it can. Right, you be see what it does, and then and what those and, stories and are. There's only so much you can, and it's just it's so depressing in that sense. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I just I tend to prefer to make. But we jokes do. And think I mean, we grow. I mean, growing up, we always. That's the way we. You, especially you and I, cope with any bad news or any tough situation. Is you got to laugh through your way. Deflect. Through. So, yeah, like, I know there's going to probably be a day that I'm diagnosed with cancer at some point before I die, and I'm going to probably, or I'm going to try to make it as lighthearted and joke filled and laughy as I can, because that's how I get through things. And I also don't want people, I don't want the pity. I want, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. And I think Foster Rose, kind of seems like the kind of guy who's like, like you said, like I got diagnosed, I got this treated, I'm going to fight through it. I'm going to get back and get back to playing football. Well, you know, what's going to be hilarious. He's going to beat cancer, but then he's going to get like a, like a, like a, a, toe a, loose, a, a loose toe injury and he's going to be out <laughs> for six months. Right. I mean, oh my that's, God. It, it's, it's coming. Or, or actually, you know what? Let's stand him up next to Michael Thomas. Here. So <laughs> this dude gets diagnosed with cancer, gets treated back in two months. Michael Thomas had a ingrown toenail and was out for three years. I mean, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's coming. He's going to get some, he's going to get a small injury and it's going to linger. Yeah. Like, a, like, like this is going to be right. The, I, I, you know what? Yeah, yes. I can see it where this season, anytime any Saints player gets hurt, Dennis Allen is going to bring, he's gonna like, come on in. And for like Foster <laughs> comes in and he's because the guy's going to be like, his agent's going to be like, oh no, he can't play. He's got to protect, you know, they're thinking about their career. You know, everybody gets hurt. I'll sure the, ever since the last CBA, it seems like there's a hell of a lot more injuries and players out for a lot more time when little injuries happen when back in the day and, and also the NFL's investment in player safety. Ever since the NFL started investing in player safety, more players are getting hurt and whatnot than back in the day when we used to crash into each other uh, they they used to practice twice a day they can't they're not they're not game shape so we're making softer players so yeah Yeah. like now i hope yeah this year anytime somebody has like some little tiny injury that they want to be out for six weeks and they're going to bring foster in and he's just going to browbeat them and just be like really (laughs) really but but then but then the the player's gonna be like but wait he had the good hodgkins right right (laughs) i got the bad sprained elbow right right right. (laughs) I, i got the bad ankle you right. got the good Hodgkins. Right. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. We did a whole segment on cancer. Right. And we were laughing about it. I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of what we, we do. We, we, we try to get you through it. That's right. Yeah. All right. So then other, so some other big news, Derek Carr, uh, we talked about the eight for eight today, uh, but the other kind of stories, I guess we do, they were talking about, or he was talking about in his interview. Um, he was talking about how he, his daughter, goes around the house and like saying his snap counts and going through his calls and whatnot. And again, because he does, and she's imitating him. And when you hear a story like that and you hear how he's given his phone number to every Fresno quarterback since he left and how much he invests in helping them and like just the kind of a guy that he is. And then 
I think there was a third story that he was talking about. I mean, and it's just all about that. You see a breeze level or yeah, that's what he was watching the videos of breeze and receivers success over the years. And he would then send like, imagine like he sends you the video, like you're Michael Thomas or somebody. And he's like, Hey, you see what they did here? Like, I want, like, you need to do that. He's like, this year. He says, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he's already being that, you know, peer coach, that, leader on the team and stepping into that breeze-esque role and i see a breeze level of commitment to excellence and something else that i saw that 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 he said today was that he felt like he felt like being being in our building was a breath of fresh air compared to being in the raiders building like he already he felt so he just he felt so different he he felt it was such a big difference he he <laughs> good it, thing it, sean payton's not here <laughs> well but so that you know that's something i i probably discounted a little bit i'm like oh well, look Ra- he's a solid quarterback and i know y'all have talked about yeah well the raiders suck i mean the raiders are a shit organization and they are a shit organization with the coach they didn't like so now that he's in here with a with a place that he wants to be in and he said he's like i i, I came here for one thing and i came here to win so he's he's incredibly committed. So oh, there good. there could be this rejuvenation aspect to him that that could boost because because the guy has clearly got talent. I mean, he is a talented quarterback. He can make all the throws. He can do all the things. So and so yeah, got, so it is an environment. But and I get what you say too. How all right, we're bringing back the, the the shitty Raiders, especially if you know they bring back more Raiders players and coaches or anything like that. But like, so what was it about? that organization that just it's been sucks the life out of people i mean the ownership's not is great. it mark davis right is it from like but how does that really affect the player i mean and i know it does well, obviously but, 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 like, but i mean it, it goes i mean think about it you're you, you, the organization is top down i mean it, it starts with the owners i mean that's the thing with with washington i mean they they're finally the Dan Snyder is selling that team, but he was such a bad owner that that whole organization was before he took over his owner, probably one of the top five franchises in the league had won multiple Super Bowls was in one of the biggest cities, very valuable, you know, right. Incredibly valuable. And he just drove it into the ground on how bad he is and everything kind of, which is funny because he was a a great story. I remember when he bought that team, the whole story was, this was such a a great story because he was such a fan. It was almost like a fan fan got to buy the team and you saw what, see what happens when the fan buys the team. So that's what happens if if Jeff would buy the saints, we we needed to sell it right. I I think it would be different. I think we'd be different. (laughs) I mean, none none of us is bad as Dan, Dan Snyder. He's, he's, he's a bad guy. So right, yeah, that's the key, right? He that is a a sleazy, evil person who bought the team just they did, he was a fan doesn't make him right. I mean, they the they, right they, they, they did a lot of bad things, and like you know, they won three Super Bowls in the twenty years before he got there, and in the twenty two years that he owned them, they won two playoff games in twenty two years for a for a pretty proud organization. So yeah, it, it all starts at the top down, you know. So it starts with 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 Mark Davis, who took over for Al Davis. Right, you know, I mean, I mean, Mark and now Davis Al Davis built a good franchise. I mean, right. I mean, they, 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 they were ups and downs. I mean, look, t- towards the end, Al Davis, you know, they were pretty bad, but took his hand well, but, there, and maybe Mark was doing a lot more. Like maybe Mark had more to do with that toward the end because Al Davis was old, senile, and probably did like a Tom Benson in the wheelchair yeah. situation. Wiping and he the did, off and, his face. and really, Mark Davis was not qualified to own it. He doesn't know what the fuck he's. He doing. doesn't he even. Just, he's not even qualified to get a haircut. 
He's got he's got the he's got the Lloyd Christmas haircut. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. Like you anybody like who looks like that, yes, your NFL franchise is gonna be a shit show. I mean, in, in addition to moving the moving the team to get the money in from Vegas, but I mean, like now they don't he's even all have, about the money. Well, you know, like like their fan base was LA, then their fan base was Oakland. Now they're in L in in Vegas. I mean, it's three hours from LA, but like you lost a bunch of your fan base now, even though yeah. they're still a diehard Raiders fan base. I mean, you, but they kept the loss in the team name. Oh, because wow. I never yeah. thought about that. But they yeah. sure did. Well, except o- they went from Los to Las. Well, they went from Los to Oak to Las. Yeah. Either way, they're losing a lot of games. There was a land in Oakland. <laughs> the land. I don't know. Yeah, they like that. I don't know. It went from Los to land to Los. I don't know. Yeah, but either way, so it's a shitty organization. Right, he it, comes it, over here, which so then that goes back to where like they, there are probably a lot of good players, and and also uh, the coach over there sucks. Uh, we talked about him. I keep always yeah. forget his name. Todd Josh, Josh, Josh McDaniel. McDaniel. Yeah, another Belichick disciple. Which when's the last time a Belichick disciple ever worked? None of them. None and of Mc, Josh McDaniel seems like he's trying to be a Belichick, but he doesn't have the skins on the wall have it it's tough kind of like uh kind of like dennis allen and pete michael maybe a little bit well well we don't know yet let's see what pete carmichael does with a healthy roster and also what pete carmichael does with a quarterback that is more suited to the offense that they have always run right he's Derek carr is more like drew Brees. i'm not saying he's as good as he's the second coming because of he's not Breezes. what he's i'm not. saying is he's more like that style of play than Jameis winston Taysom hill trevor Simeon, and andy dalton that Probably. frankenstein monster was i mean look if you're if you're a saints fan that's what you want because it seemed like and maybe it was some of this handy was dope but it, it seemed like carmichael was just checked out last year so he came I, back i think he was or, i think he was just doing what he his own, he only had like two options left. You know what I mean? I think he was just, but just making try. it through. I don't think he was checked but, out. I think but, he was like but, limited. It's like you got was, one hand tied behind your back, one leg tied behind your butt, and he's so he's all and he in the middle do is it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just but just try. I mean, <laughs> I know that's wow. a weird. That was I got the reference though. <laughs> oh, of course you did. <laughs> I don't even know where it's from, but I know I've heard it's from it Saturday Night Live. I think uh, yes. it was the Ditka sketch, the Hurricane. Now bears, yeah, <laughs> it was the Hurricane Ditka. <laughs> wow, wow, I'm going old school tonight. That's don't control awesome. after dark. <laughs> but I, I, you know, maybe there is a rejuvenation in Pete that he really tries to work the playbook and tries to come up. You know, I, I mean, I look as a fan. I want all this to work so well. I've been oh, hesitant to buy in because I'm I'm trying to be guarded. Yeah, and. You know, well, like uh, Wesley said last week, man, like the the even the little comment about how did I guess Dennis Allen like getting rid of some of those coaches that he almost was like those were Sean's guys and he's now bringing in his guys. It's going to make, again, the atmosphere in the building better. The trust like Dennis Allen can trust someone else with the defense, although, to be honest with you, I kind of want Dennis Allen to stay on the defense yes. like <laughs> I, mean, I want him on the defense but then but then if that's the case then look pete needs to take full control of this offense and be like you know what let's 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 just go out let's fucking sling it around right you know like let's... bring more coaches in to help pete yeah what about that yeah like, maybe so i, I mean we had again defensive coordinators last year what if we get co-offensive coordinators this year and, and again you know that is a 
as it is part with Dennis Allen about like, look, you be the fucking head coach, make make the decisions that can help this team win, put people in right. a position to help everybody helps each other and fucking be there. And that, that's yeah. and maybe last it, year, it, and it's a hard trend. Yeah, and I, I get that. Like he shouldn't have a hard transition because he's been a head coach before, but it is a hard trends formation, like to go from being a coordinator and you're, you're in the weeds to then being the head coach because it's a different job. It it is, but I would also say it seems like the the you know you see that a lot. Coordinators become head coaches. Usually, yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot easier for the offensive coordinators to 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 translate into head coaches because they control that side of the ball. Where defensive coordinators tend to be a little more conservative. So and and that's some of it too. I mean, On Dennis offense, Allen, yeah. well, just in in general. Or I mean, Dennis their, Allen, their Dennis Allen coached very conservatively last year. So I'm hoping he that he learned and he's got to get he's got to grow. He's got to grow some balls. Maybe you think he was coaching because he was scared to make a mistake. Yeah, he was he was holding even himself back because he probably had those four win seasons in the back of his mind as well. And he was so scared. And then you get the injuries and he was probably again, it was like he was scared of his own shadow, maybe. And so maybe he needed maybe last year was that year because. I mean, it's everything, right? It's the post-Drew Brees. It's the post-Sean Payton. It's Dennis Allen's first year. It's just everything. It's all the injuries. It's just last year was almost like the like the reverse baptism or something. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like you had to go cleanse yourself. You had to go I mean, like it's, the Mandalorian. You had, had to go bathe in the waters of Mandalore, and now you can emerge as the it's, true it's, leader. I mean, it's, look, it's, it's tough to follow a guy like Sean. I, I get it. You know, it's tough. So you kind of just didn't you didn't want to fuck up. You, he was he was he just he didn't want to fuck up. He didn't he was so scared because he didn't want to do the wrong thing. But it means he coached too conservatively. So hopefully now that he's learned. But also, I mean, shit, if he fucks up again with this roster. Oh, then it's and, time. And, and this it's... and this poor of a division, he's going to be fired. So he kind of like I, I kind of want to see him be like, oh, shit, I'm getting poked in the ass. All right. I got to do something like yeah. I want him like he he needs that. that that's what makes good head coaches sometimes just fucking be just be bold i just yeah. want you to be bold if you fail great at least try like try yeah it's like the old days remember carl smith like we always used to complain about carl smith who in jim mora like their strategy was to you you play not to lose versus playing to win because Sean you Payton have a great for, defense right mm, uh-huh. and that's mm-hmm. what we're dealing with right now how about that how about, how about that all right so Derek carr gives us hope uh foster moreau is hope in in the living and we hope nick saldaberry is healthy in time also uh penning i keep forgetting that i mean we didn't even have him last year because of injury and like it's again it's like having another new player i mean he, he came he, in he played at the end of the year yeah but but, but he, he wasn't he wasn't 100 yeah but was he a, a he was at practice, but he he didn't practice. He was just off to the side, right? Um, they were present but not participating. Yeah, which, but Penning which and Ruiz I, and Ruiz was as well. But like, they're both expected to be ready for camp. Well, that's that's what they all say. Oh yeah, they're out <laughs> now, but they're expected to be ready for camp. I mean, to me, Penning, unless he had another procedure in the off season that I didn't hear about, Penning should be ready to go. He needs the reps because he's going to be our starting left tackle. We kind of need him to get as yes. many snaps as possible. I don't want to see him miss OTAs. Now, why didn't Kendra Miller participate? 
He's he he got injured at the he got injured in the, I think the semifinal game. Oh yeah, the college playoffs. I know I I, I kind of forget about it. It's like oh because I do think we got a steal in in him, but I I forget that he got he had a knee injury in the semifinal game. So which look at I think our running back room will be fine for now if he misses OTAs and mm-hmm. you know because I, I I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be fucking legit. I know like right. I I. That gives me hope for a post Camara Saints as well. Hopefully Camara didn't see the writing on the wall and, and be an asshole about it. I mean, look, look I mean, you never know because look, he is, then you just replace him. I mean, eventually that's what's going to happen, but it's like, right. man, like Kamara was the guy and like now, oh yeah, Kamara's 29 and now Kendra Miller yeah. is a new Kamara. I just hope he's not. Kamara seems like the kind of guy who, like this isn't a thing that's going to get him in his feelings and in his head and he's going to be right upset and check out if anything it's going to get him re like double down on his commitment and right. like dude this dude's trying to come and take my job so i will not let that happen i mean and, and, and if he's not that kind of a guy i don't want him on the team like right. if, I, I if he is going to be the prima donna who's like fuck this okay is it- is he that kind of guy? Is he kind of the guy that beats up a guy in a Vegas casino? Right. I mean, a guy who beats up a guy in a Vegas casino is the kind of guy I think who steps up to the competition. Mm, he ain't no might, punk. He, he ain't scared. A, he might. He's be gonna dick, step though. up and I just punch don't want him somebody to else in the face. He's not gonna be. A, he's just gonna be dick. He's gonna dick the defense. <laughs> <laughs> Jam it right in there. <laughs> Jam it. Uh, yeah. I just. Yeah. I. Just, I, I hope. I hope there's and, no. And if not, there. then Sean Payton will happily trade for him. Ooh, maybe we should mm-hmm. offer him to Denver if we can get a second round. I never would. I I can't believe I would ever say to trade Alvin Kamara because I don't. Well, in but, this in this multiverse, if he is the kind, if he quits on the team because we drafted Kendra Miller, then I do want to trade him. If yeah. he's a dick, You're I would take dick. a second round. And, and Peyton would gladly give up a second round pick for him. Shit, Peyton might allegedly, give up. Allegedly, that's ignorant. <laughs> Peyton would probably give up first and second for him. Yeah, he would. <laughs> I mean, okay, he's kind of worth it. I mean, he definitely is. Hmm. All right. So wow. now you have another hypothetical to watch out. Wow, for. I can't believe that. I can't believe those words came because because you have Jamal Williams and. Kendra Miller and Kendra Miller. Now Kendra Miller's not 100 healthy yet. Yet. Well, again, we've talked about our. <laughs> no one is 100 percent healthy anymore, right? right? <laughs> we may go from from three running backs to zero really quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. All right. Now we will talk about Jake Hayner's uh, photo shoot with the heir apparent, the heir to the empire. All right. As oh Star my Wars gosh. fans might say. <laughs> Jake Hayner, Kendall Roy. Blue Steel. <laughs> so that was a joke, right? The photo shoot. Like he's not, that's not the shots that they're now going to then use throughout the season, right? You know, on the cover of Game Day magazine and whenever they do the Thursday night football, you know, the little right. headshot. Like, well, I, well, that would be so awesome if, like, on the primetime games, they do the player introductions and all that. Right. And that they use one of those pictures where he's doing like the duck face or. I mean, A. I would hope if he if he was well if he was starting, you know it's probably not going to happen. But if he was, I would hope they would use those pictures. I would want them to use those pictures. I, I think so. I also I, would not want that to happen because that means cars hurt 
and Jameis is hurt, <laughs> and we're stuck playing Hayner. In the future, we're talking about years, like 10 years from now. In the year 2000. Wow, you are really pulling them out I'm, tonight. I'm bringing it back, man. Don't control like after don't control dark. Originals. Retro, man. This is a, this is a retro show. Yeah, we need some 8-bit music. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I had that on the hot uh, thing, but we do have, have to add it there. That's kind of old. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's definitely <laughs> 80s. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, like, and I never did realize, like, the dude could model, right? I mean, <laughs> if he doesn't, if it's the quarterback gig doesn't work out. Oh, too sexy, too sexy. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so these photos, I love that he actually retweeted the Warren Sharp post mm. to show that he's he's absolutely like this guy clearly has a personality. He clearly has a sense of humor. He's not your typical boring quarterback who's scared to put himself out there. Like the, I love the vulnerability that he's just in the end. Like this is Gen Z, man, right? This is this yeah, is the look, new. Yeah, and, and anything anything to get clicks and views and bring attention to yourself because like he's a fourth round pick. Nobody know, outside of Saints fans, nobody knows who he is. So now you know people kind of had people at least know who he is. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's fucking hilarious. I love it. I and, like uh, John Ewing posted. Jake Hayner does not have odds to win NFL MVP, but I'm working to correct this oversight. <laughs> <laughs> So, but you know that that is another thing. Now that he's got a little attention to himself, um, mm -hmm. kind of like your camp, your camp beast. You know, a lot of a lot of the local media here are now paying attention to him. Now, look, I don't expect him to play for. I think for they a were while. paying attention to him from the draft night on. Well, I mean, really, like he has been this, like this, yeah, this like new hope. You're right. Like Star Wars references, right? For some well, reason, every, people every, love him. Well, everybody wants him to be the new breeze. He's a short guy. He's he's a smart. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh look, he, he appears to be smart. He he makes the right reads. He he's got better hair. He 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 commands everything, and he's he's basically you know he's like oh it, it's they want him to be breeze 2.0. He's the clone. Right. Same size, smart, accurate. But Derek Carr is also breeze 2.0, as we said at the beginning of the show, the breeze level commitment. Well, I get what like, you're saying. Yeah. I mean, look. The, the, overall, the Saints would be much better if Derek Carr takes a a a giant leap, and we can roll with him for yeah for for, for five six years. We we would we would be much better off with that happening than than trying to pin your hopes on a fourth round guy who look I'm sure look I I like him. He seems like a nice kid. He, he seems like he's got some good traits, but you never know. At least at least Carr has some NFL experience behind him. Oh yeah, it, I mean he, he yeah. So. Look, I, let I, him I'm, develop. I'm, let him like, and that's the best thing. Like, he has no pressure to come in here and save a franchise. He's comes in, he works. Like Wesley said, if he ends up being Chase Daniel as his floor, that's a fantastic, yeah, perfect. Fifteen year, I'll take it. You know, fifteen years, keep him on the roster, and yeah, he'll sell a lot of uh, Jimmy Johns, and he'll. Be a great spokesman for a whole lot of businesses in New Orleans. You're going to see him on commercials. Uh, you're going to see him as the. I'm going to make this and post it on our Twitter. Like you know the spirit Halloween costume. Mm -hmm. Like he that he would be like that's what you would see on like 
football quarterback costume <laughs> you know and like that's the picture you would see one of those no it's going to be his his i really did think when i first saw the picture i'm like like what is this generic saints uniform guy like i had no i was like there i never did think like that was an, an no, actual like, nfl jake hayner i like this other tweet jake hayner looks like hey, the looks starting qb in a 90s football movie who loses his job due to injury and has to learn humility and teamwork by rooting for the backup dude he, <laughs> he he's he would definitely have been in varsity blues yeah <laughs> that's varsity yeah. blues perfect perfect movie for him right he wasn't <laughs> he does. I mean, look, he does kind of look a little like James Vanderbeek. I mean, look, I will say, Varsity Blues, my favorite football movie of all time. Ah, uh, you know, yeah. Th- there was a recent Twitter post about what's your what's your favorite football mm-hmm. movie of all time. Varsity Blues, number one for me. Yeah, I scrolled oh, through and nobody had thrown the program. Was or was it the pro? No, uh, I, I saw the program referenced. Yeah, I saw uh, the program. But, uh, necessary roughness. Sunday. That's I threw necessary roughness. Necessary roughness. I mean, I, I mean, I always, I, like, it's not really the best, but. I mean, I, I, I really like the replacements. I like the replacements too. I want to go back and watch any given Sunday and see if it holds up. I would think it would with his with his cutthroat as the NFL is. I think hundred percent it's got. A I think it might have been ahead of its time almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I never did buy Al Pacino as an NFL. Like I didn't like that casting. Like Al Pacino is a great actor, but I was never sold that he was an NFL head coach i didn't he wasn't belichick enough for you yeah or maybe actually he was and we had we didn't know belichick yet well (laughs) you know now that now that well yeah now that you know sean although sean wasn't as fiery (laughs) i'm just getting warmed up yeah (laughs) you're bad wow this show right this episode off the rails it's kind of fun when you do a night show yeah (laughs) all right uh anything else that you have we still owe the listeners but we'll wait for james and wesley to get back but we do owe everybody the uh, nfc south schedule like we go through and look at the panthers and the falcons and tampa bay and see what we think they're gonna do spoiler alert not great yeah that's a fun episode for all of us that's gonna be really that's gonna be really fun yes I get, that made me. I, I'm not going to cross reference of what I picked earlier, but I'm pretty sure I picked them. I picked us to sweep Tampa. I picked us to sweep Atlanta, and I think I picked us to split against Carolina. Um, you know what? I can tell you what you did. Let's see, Jason. You have us beating Carolina, Tampa, Houston, Indy, Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa. Atlanta. Yep, you have a sweep in the I, NFC. I have South. a sweep in the division. Yeah. <laughs> only we're we're going to suck. We're only going to win nine games, but we're going to sweep the NFC. We're sweep the, okay, okay. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I feel a lot better about about that show that we're going to do. <laughs> hey, the, flow, least I have, the more least, we look at your predictions, like the, you could do a whole show just on Jason's predictions. <laughs> at, le- at least, I ha- at least I have my priorities in order, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, your first goal is to win the division. We're we're gonna win the division. We're gonna have a winning record, and we're gonna super <laughs> division. I mean, that's all we care about, right? That's it. That's progress. That is progress, and we've got a quarterback of the future who could be the, the quarterback cover of, of the present. He, there's no question that he would he would be on the cover of Sports Illustrated one day or Vogue. He, he's he's going to be the NFL man of the year. What are you talking about? Yeah. The he sexiest man, sexiest man of the year or whatever. He, he's going to end up on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Do you, all right. Here's a question. If 
I hope he's a good actor because he could be one of those guys, you know, like, you know, the NFL, like a Jim Brown who died his week. Respect to Jim Brown. Like, could Jay Kaner be an NFL player turned actor at some point? And actually, we see him in movies and stuff. I almost feel like or at least reality shows. I almost feel I was going to say he, he's going to be the bachelor. <laughs> I mean, that's what how do you know he's not married or dating? Well, I would hope not. Well, he might be dating. I hope he's not married. He's only fucking 21. You should never get married at 21. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, the thing about he, he could use, you know, now that he's got some publicity from these photos, you know, ABC's like, holy shit, we might have this guy for our next bachelor. Dancing with it. the star. Is that still on? I don't know. But like, I don't you, know. You could see him on that or yeah, you could see him doing a bunch of different things. He doesn't have enough. He doesn't have enough celebrity for that, but it, he starts on The Bachelor and then he parlays that into other th- like he uses The Bachelor to get famous. Yeah. So I could see him after his rookie season. Yeah. He could be, he could be next. They could film it next offseason and he could be next year's Bachelor. Yeah. Oh, one other thing we didn't talk about. So the Saints are granted international marketing rights in France, which France. is perfect. I mean, that's smart. Uh, I know James is not excited about that because well, he is it, British. I mean. He feels like Canada, like uh, France, like we feel about Canada. Fuck Canada! Hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you, Canada. <laughs> yeah, we love you. Uh, but that makes sense. Like New Orleans, I mean, is pretty much Paris, but on a much smaller scale. But architecturally, when you walk through New Orleans and you walk through Paris, you um, Paris, you, I felt like I was in New Orleans when we were there. Uh, like a New York City, Manhattan-sized New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, we have a fucking our logo is a fucking Florida de Lee. Of course, right. France make. Of course, it, France makes sense. Yes. Now, are we exclusive? I mean, is this is this going to essentially like where the Saints? Like, what does that mean? Like, what does this mean? Well, like, we're going to be able to advertise in France or something? That 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 is what it sounds like. Like, we have exclusive pushing of the team in France. But the, but then I was thinking, like, does France even like football? I mean, I, I, I have no yet. idea. <laughs> I mean, they drink their wine, they smoke the cigarettes. I mean, they would fit right in in New Orleans, but do they give a shit about fucking football? Like, does it matter? Are they, are there, I mean, I'm sure there are some football fans in France, but overall, like, does it, it doesn't even matter. The, the problem is, I'm, this is going to mean like Latoya Cantrell is going to take like a two week excursion to France to promote the Saints. No, like, Gail I'm needs like, to, you. not Latoya. This is a Saints and France thing, not a New Orleans. And France thing. I mean, don't Latoya's, you worry because Latoya never needed the NFL's permission to d- do deals with France. So th- that just doesn't need to change any of that shit. No, it just means she's definitely going to do it for sure. She's yeah. in South Korea right now. For well, stay there. She, Good. No, she's, uh, she's so doing, she should. She's doing she should. Tra- she should. Uh, they should take her close to the border and let her step over <laughs> to North Korea. Yeah, she should. They should have accidentally flown to North Korea instead. What a fuck. So bitch. this global markets program, this is uh, a growth program for the NFL for year two with new clubs, new markets set to participate in 23 following approval of international committee, yada, 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 announced the Saints and France thrilled to be the shared ambition of our teams in growing the NFL around the world. Expansion demonstrates not only the momentum of the global markets program as we head into year two, PR statement, PR statement, carefully curated by the marketing department. 
We know that global fandom is accelerated through direct engagement with our clubs and players. And we're excited to see the continued impact of this program to reach. And I really don't know what this means. I don't understand. Like, I don't know. Like, can any NFL, like, is this lit? right? Like, yeah. Like it's as far as France is concerned, the saints are the only NFL team or it's their put, home that, team. That could put up, that could put up a billboard. Yeah. I, I have no idea. The NFL, like the NFL, didn't they just announce? Oh yeah, we're an ambassador. Like they didn't, they didn't pre-grieve and say, "What, what does it all mean? Like, what does this all mean, Basil?" <laughs> they pre-grieve was that? A I mean, I'm sorry, I, I, I know it's not really, but you know where I was, what I was trying to say. With yeah, it's like, like I, I had no idea what this. Nobody knows what this means, and they just come out with like, "Oh yeah, we're partnering with France for this." Well, what does, what does it mean? We have no idea. <laughs> what does it mean? I, we don't even know you. Y'all were trying to even do something like this, like when they had NFL. Like, why, like did France? Did like, did France have did a France, team? I, I thought they might have, but like, like did, back in the day, I mean, I know they were the Ryan Fire. Does the NFL know that France has the internet and they are aware that the NFL exists and they are aware that there are more than one team? But this is a slow internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> they do not. They do not understand. Is it the inter baguette? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't get it. I don't I, know what I, it is. Again, I don't, or I, what's I get? Yeah, what's the differentiator? What what's, makes what's, this what's different the whole point? than anything mean? else? Yeah, what is, like, I have no idea. The NFL didn't. Explain are we event? Are, are the Saints going to be to France what Jacksonville is to England? If so, I don't like it. Like, are they eventually going to have to play in France once a year? I was going to say, are they going to have games in France again? Hmm. I, does France even like American football? I have no idea. I mean, that obviously is is either they do and the NFL is serving that hunger or they don't. And the NFL is hoping to change that. And for some reason, they feel like the Saints are the way to do it. I mean, the Saints are wildly popular in England. The we Saints, also have a, we can come in with our Florida Lees and we won't feel like we're right. invading your country because they yeah. would just lie down. And maybe the NFL does see it as like, yeah, clearly, like we're not going to send the Patriots. We're, you know, we're <laughs> imagine if the Patriots went to England as their team instead of Jacksonville. But no, like, so we're going to do the whole New Orleans, yes, French connection, great. But also, New Orleans being a small market, like this could be like, this is the reason to like this. So by adding France to the, the whole country of France to, the new what you would consider the new orleans market our franchise so we've got the gulf south and france and that might put the saints organization on the level of a bigger city like a dallas or i mean i dare i'm not gonna say la or new york but you know like a, a miami a dallas like to where we become more relevant in the eyes of the nfl and maybe roger doesn't hate us as much or oh, the no. other owners don't hate us as much. The other owners are going to be like, okay, you're, you're bringing in some serious cash now to the league. So we're going to give you a fair shot at a Super Bowl. Well, that, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like, yeah, they, they want that to happen, but I feel like the French doesn't, the French isn't going to care about American football. I mean, I saw granted it's, it's a little but different. Maybe you there, need to get on uh, their sports TV package. I, Maybe, but also, I mean, this is completely different. But when, when, when Disney opened, 
Euro Disneyland that thought it was going to work, and the Paris were like, we don't want your American bullshit. Like, is France even going to accept American football? I feel like they're they're pretty. I don't think they're going to, I mean, you, you will have some fans, but I think overall they, they don't want American stuff pushed upon them. So I, th- I think they will, re- if we, if we go overboard in terms of promoting this in France, I think they will reject it just out of, out of the French principle, because it's not, it's not French, even though we have a Fleur de Lis and we have a French connection with them. I feel like the French are just going to be like, no, fuck you Americans. And it's not going to matter. That's kind of the way I kind of it. But again, I have no idea what this whole thing entails. I just figured if we're going to try to push something on the French, they're going to reject it. There is a history of them rejecting American stuff. So I'm reading this article written. It looks like by Clément. Fuck it. His name is Clément. Fuck it. Are you sure it's not? It's sure it's not. Fuck it, Clément. He probably lives. F O C K E T. Written in 2008, mind you. And they were talking about the NFL, a French point of view. And he goes on to say things like, "Now, football and, and American football in France is more recognized in, thanks to movies like Any Given Sunday." But the players are often called steroid addicts and pussies for wearing helmets. Other people think that the pads are made of metal, like during the Middle Ages. There's always a comparison with rugby in Europe because the physical aspect of these sports. It's that true with the league nickname rugby, uh, whatever. Uh, Our club's teams are nothing like yours. Indeed, you're the budget of the league. So they go into budget stuff. There's just no selection and everybody even the skinniest guy can join a team i guess they're talking about in soccer like they're how football may feel a little well, even elitist how so about like this, this this is not a nfl is popular point of view do we but... have any french listeners if so tweet us we'll get I, we'll, i'll get you on the show because i honestly want to if, if they if 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 there is a listener of this show that's in france Get yeah. in touch with us on Twitter or something. I'll, I'll I want you on the show. That's a great hopefully, idea. Hopefully you you speak English or I don't know. I haven't. Well, if they're to, listening, I, Jason, they probably do. Maybe they have Google Translate well, I, attached to it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, if if you speak American and and they're in they're in France and listen to the show, yeah, get in touch with us. I would love to have you on because I just curious if you even know what this is. Like if, if, you know, we announced it over here, do people in France know that this is happening? <laughs> that would be funny if France is like, what? Right. Oh, my it's, God. I, I mean, I, I, who knows? I mean, you know, do, do, do the French, uh, the French sports center over there, do they announce? Oh, yeah. The, the Nouvelle Orléans Saints, because that's what New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans. Nouvelle Orléans. I still remember that from high school. Nouvelle Orléans. Nouvelle so Orléans. I think there's a bit we could do with that. So like, you know, how like Adam Sandler always had the immigration, the, the Cajun. Uh-huh. So Cajun we could man. do new instead of Sean, it'd be hey uh-huh. New Orléans. And I know suddenly I don't know any words that end with Sean. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure there's a player. here. the Nason. Marchand. Marchand. <laughs> That's Cam Jordan. Oh, there you go. 
right. Yeah. Then the salon. <laughs> That was good. I might, I, like. I might like I'm it in. now. I'm all in. If he's Dennis Allen, shit, I might like it. <laughs> Dennis Allen. That's going to be how we say it. That's going to be his name from now on. Yeah. That's what I'm calling him. I love it. That's it. That's but Yeah, it's your, you doing your part. I'm doing my part. That's right. Uh, so here's something. Up until some years ago, London was the biggest hub of NFL fans in Europe. Lately, however, Germany has long surpassed Britain and eventually has eventually become the largest market in the region, which I'm assuming they're talking about Europe. That, that's why they're getting more games. Exactly. They're getting games. So a recent study showed that both countries have nearly 3.3 million fans, 17 million casual fans. Amongst those fans, very large percentage actively showing interest by consuming branded products. This is probably one of the core goals, Right. Purchasing subscriptions to TV broadcasts, money, 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 placing wagers on their uh, favorite teams and so on. So the fix is in. They're getting people to bet. They're going to get France to bet on the Saints and they're going to screw us and take all of the French people's money. That's it. Besides these two, Germany and Britain, there are other countries where people are enjoying watching American football, playing, playing American football, even betting on American football. And they include Italy, France. Switzerland, uh, and there are some of the European countries growing sh- and showing greater interest in NFL games. So maybe it's more popular than we think. I mean, again, maybe so. I I, I don't have any frame of reference, so I have no idea. You mean you don't have any frame of reverse? No, that didn't work at all. Frame of reference. <laughs> that's it. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> Oh my! I, th- this whole season, I'm just gonna speak in a more French accent. I think that's, that's we're again. You're well. We got to get the Dome Patrol. We need to start advertising the Dome Patrol podcast. Dome Patrol. The Dome Patrol podcast. How do you say podcast in French? Alexa, how do you say podcast in French? Podcast. <laughs> podcast. Podcast. It almost sounds Russian. Put, that it sounds definitely like sounds said, Russian. Uh, it it's podcast, Jeff. It's, yeah, it's it always podcast. Podcast. Okay. Baguette cast. Baguette. Everything's baguette. Everything's baguette. Baguette cast. That's I will tell her. The Louvre. <laughs> All right. Uh, final thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm happy the Lakers got swept. That's my final thought. Oh, that's good. I'll yeah. actually start watching the NBA. I, I have not watched the NBA playoffs since the Pelicans got eliminated. Now that the Lakers are out, um, I'll watch. I'm excited to see the Nuggets against. I know the Heat were up three nothing. They were. I think they lost tonight. Uh, but if it's if it's Nuggets Heat, I'm happy with it. And you're going to see people bitch about the ratings. And who gives a fuck about? ratings it's you know it's people the people wanted the lakers and the celtics the stupid the French assholes care about ratings espn that's all they care about instead of promoting a league with 30 teams they promote six teams and it's it, it does it's such a disservice to the league and adam silver lets it happen and the league doesn't give a shit so i'm happy that denver made it i'm happy the lakers got swept and i hope it's lakers heat and i'm, I'm excited to watch every game of the finals once that happens um is there a risk of a game competing on Sunday for succession's attention. The NBA finals will not start for another 10 days. So there may be like if Boston wins tonight, so there'll be another game 
I don't know. I mean, it would have to be like game six or seven of that series, but I'm like, I don't give a shit. But yeah, so what I'm looking at here is that they it's not right, going to interrupt six me. Six would be on May 27th, which is Sunday. And then game seven, no, Sunday is uh, May 28th. Okay. okay. And then game seven, if needed, would be played on May 29th. So well, I mean, actually, like, yeah, I'm, Sunday looks free. Look, I'm, I'm not going to watch till the finals. I don't care about the Eastern Conference finals. Believe me. Fucking yeah. Eastern Conference Finals between those two teams is not going to interrupt my Succession watch. Right. I am watching Succession. Yes, which in that show, amazing, rising in popularity, could very well rank as one of my think top the, two do you think, shows. Do you think the French might like it? Do you think the French like Succession? No, but they like Succession. All right, so stick around after the show if you're a viewer of succession we watched the penultimate episode which leads into the finale and jason and i have a spoiler filled conversation with theories and reminiscences reminiscence reminiscence <laughs> it is the renaissance reminiscence. That's right. so uh yeah we have a full conversation about succession one of our well not one of our our favorite show that is currently on television and might break up there in the t- Mount Rushmore of shows. It's up there. It's definitely in the Mount Rushmore now. Yeah. So, all right. That's all the show we have for you right now. We're going to thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week, telling your friends about the Dome Patrol podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Look for Dome Patrol podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. We're at Dome Patrol PCast, at Dome Patrol UK. Should we start a new at Dome Patrol FR? Uh, I think so. I mean, we have to, right? <laughs> I guess maybe we need to think about it. We're all mother guilds. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app and set up auto downloads so you can listen to the podcast anytime anywhere say bye-bye donkeys bye-bye baguette donkeys au revoir who that nation What a final season for the show. It's been incredible. This, this makes me want another season, or at least give me a Kendall movie, man. Like, I mean, my theory is that Kendall's going to win everything. It's the, and if you go back and watch the pilot, this has always been a show about Kendall and his journey. It's wild. And because- that when the Wolf Wolf part scene where he recruited the, what's his yeah. name? the pr guy and like that the music changes at that point and as he walks away with his collar up i mean it was like the total villain like he has he made his full turn it's it's wild how many times like he he seemed to be the most capable person to succeed logan and he and he would do something good and then he would fuck up again but man and then he takes over like the funeral speech where he took over from where roman was just cracking the second he got up there and that and that eliminated roman Oh yeah, like Roman's out. It's between but, him and Shiv. But he's but the fact like he's been able to come up there, and when he needs to make a speech, he can he can get it done. When he did the living plus speech, and when he did this speech, yeah. And you know, That's like true. he he at least kind of recognizes the game, whether or not he can handle it. You know, he's yeah. proven he's that a little he, eager sometimes. Like he, so yeah, that was his thing, right? He's always he goes in sometimes too hard, too set, too fast. He starts playing too early, kind of like, you know, your early survivor contestants get thrown out. But I think that's what he's learning and how learned is how to do that. And he's recruiting his dad's key people. Right. Right. Well, he got well, also because bodyguard, 
is one of the only ones that knows that he killed the waiter. Right. One. So keep that. Yeah, he's 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 choosing the right people. I mean, he's 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 very savvy like that. But man, like he when his wife left the city and he couldn't like he man, he fucks up in so many other ways like that. But he's mm-hmm. but so know, did got, Logan. Yeah, I mean, like they're, they're all they're, they're all <laughs> when he had all the exes and the mistresses. I mean, God, <laughs> th- th- this show is just firing 105 mile an hour heaters every week. It's amazing. every week. Like I, I yeah, I can't think of a single show I've ever watched that every week was 10 out of 10 stars i mean they're even even lost and you know we love lost even and i know there's a lot of people who don't like lost breaking bad Bad, they they all had good they all had a couple of episodes that weren't up there right i mean this is just and that's part of ending the show probably a season early Mm -hmm. you can you can you can do this i mean yeah everything's just been Jeez, but oh my god this makes me want a spinoff like i want to see another story of like of, of if kendall gets it finale. i want to see kendall's journey like how he rebuilds or re, you know how he i kind of think nobody i almost think like, like i hope the finale gives us fast i hope the finale gives us a look at an epilogue yeah, like t- ten years from now, twenty years from now, fifty years from now. Okay, like, I want to see. I, that. I want to know what Connor's doing. Is, is he in cryo? <laughs> I want to know. I, I'm not ruling out Greg now because if Matson, he said American CEO, big he sexy. didn't He's say Shiv. Big sex. Right, he likes that, him. That, what see, and he could control Greg. He can't control Shiv. Right. I mean, that dude, would that be would hilarious be, if Greg becomes if wait if they. Buy I think the out. fans would would revolt if that happened. I don't right? think they would revolt. I, th- I mean, at this it is point, a comedy. The show is fun. Like, it's almost I, a comedy as much as it is drama. I mean, I, and Greg I, would be a com- come on. I'm back. almost Kidding. expecting like the three main siblings. I never thought that any one of them was going to end up in charge. I think something's going to happen. None of them are going to be in charge. See, they're, no, they're all, they're, they're all going to be crazy. Until wealthy, last week, but they're not going to be in charge of the company. I agreed until last week. I am now in Kendall's corner because of like last week was the final piece of the resume I needed to see. But I actually was on Jerry. Like I always, if I was choosing myself, I would have always chosen Jerry. Just as if I'm truly running, you mean, like looking you mean for a CEO or Jerry? No, Jerry. Like oh. again, like I wouldn't have picked any of the kids. I right, would have gone right. with Jerry. So is she? So Roman was in a fucked up place at the end of the episode. Do you think there's a reconciliation between Jerry and Roman in the finale? I think, I think Jerry feels sorry for Roman now, and Jerry's going to go back. You know, because I think Roman, Roman fired her. I guess if you want to tie up all the lo- all the loose ends, but I actually feel like that storyline has run its course to where it's irrelevant. Like I don't like. Do yeah. I care? Like I care for Roman's happiness, but why and Jerry's for Roman's happiness? Like, he was a fucking dick. Because like, he was funny, uh, and and you do feel <laughs> bad for him. Like, every, every, <laughs> would she have, would she have said she was pregnant? And he's and Roman, and Roman was like, I'm gonna jerk off to you or so like okay. whatever it was. I know. Like, but but, but I look at it as like he was a pre grieving. He, he was a victim of abuse. And I think what we see is this is like a way that that could manifest itself in an, yeah. in a in a spoiled rich adult. <laughs> I mean, he like his relationship with Jerry he wanted to be humiliated. Yeah. So I don't know, but like Jerry was always the smarter one to me as far as like out of the the old guard as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, well, Frank and Stu have played a bigger role this season. They've been more important this season yeah. than any other but, season. They've been but, great. But all of the old guard, like you think about, like the whole Jerry timeline. Like I could almost see them, like not even like the finale, not even 
giving us any of anyone other than the three kids and Greg. I mean, I think they'll be in there because of the company, but I think, well, I think that's why you saw the so many characters in in the funeral episode because yeah, you that, got your that was closure. kind of the last time we're gonna get to see everybody. Right. Yeah. You get your right. I think that's the key is like how much how much of the finale is going to be a closure of the show versus a closing of the story. And if it's a closing of the main storyline, then you don't need that is part of why they really put a lot of characters on the shelf this year anyway. Do you think? Well, okay, I have have two questions. Do you think Tom and Shiv get back together? Yes. Because of the kid. I kind of feel like because of the kid. they I think you do. And I think that with you even you saw like her soften to him again like from the apartment apartment. yeah Yeah. like i think their relationship is like i think they're coming to this point where they both understand that like our relationship is what it is but no one will want to be with either one of us (laughs) so you know what i mean like their relationship is is a business contract more than it's an actual relationship but yet they actually do actually care about each other i think that's part of it like yeah they've they they truly do love each other in, well, in, a, in if, the weird, sick way that those kinds of personalities can. Well, one or two, like if, if Shiv thinks she's going to get the CEO job, then Tom can just watch the baby and she can be the CEO. Maybe. I mean, Tom I, I, I know Tom, Tom wants still to wants be, to work. Well, yeah. I, I know he does, but also if he stays with but Shiv. But he doesn't run ATN. He doesn't need. He's got his yeah. job. He can work from home. That's what people do these days. I think. I think the other thing, like we got to think of this as like this is a it's a tragedy. Like they're they're all villains. Like these are not good yeah, people. Right, you're right. not supposed to be like they're. Nope. You know, you're the not worst supposed of to be the worst for them. They so are the worst of the worst. You're looking at it like, yeah, how can we turn the finale where like <laughs> they, end, find they end up falling in love and one of them actually. I know. I want to be no, sympathetic with This somebody. is a vicious no. cycle. They're all that, e- that, even fucking Greg. They're all they're right. all fucking right. Posters. Shiv is going, they're all shameless. It's shameless. Like this show could have been called shameless. Yeah. Yeah. Shiv is never like Shiv and Tom are never going to have a relationship with their kids. Just like Logan didn't with her. Does anybody die? I don't think it's necessary, but I think it would be cool if they did kill somebody. Like Like, the one thing I'm scared of is Kendall's murder coming out like like what if we like what if they take us to that point where it's going to be kendall and somehow shiv throws that out there to win you know what i mean like right i mean that's still always been looming they're 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 so ruthless against each other right he's got that one big skeleton in his closet and it's kind of like really they made a big deal like that was the thing that completely like destroyed him for both of the middle seasons This has been a Dome Patrol podcast production.